every playlist tells a story, it's Todd, and I'm here with my, uh, my longtime co-host, Wango. Hi there. We're uh, <laughs> live from a coffee shop. This is only our second Outing. podcast yes. at, outside of your basement, yes. I think. Yes. That's kind of creepy. It's a little weird. That. It's a little different, yeah. But we are live from beautiful New Albany, Indiana, on the banks of the Ohio River, right across from the river of... of Derby City, right? Is that the nickname they use locally? For Louisville? Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, we're at Mickey's Bookstore and Cafe. We are talking to the owner, Mickey Ball. Longtime friend of the three of us. We go back, I don't know what, when, I came along in 98. 98. And you guys were. When did you start? Because I was there uh, before you two. I started just before. Labor Day, 98. And you guys and I was there here. right before, I think, you came. I don't think I was there too much earlier than that. Well, it you were there. soon. You guys seemed like you just appeared on yeah. the scene. Because Paul Congress was the box office uh-huh. manager. Yep. And, and there was a whole crew. And then it seemed like when he left, there yeah. was this whole new blood with Jimmy and, yeah. and Todd coming in. Yeah. Yeah, Paul wasn't there. Todd, I, when was Garth Brooks that year? Oh, God. You've been there a few months. It seemed like it was yeah. in the fall, wasn't it? Yeah, or something was like that. Spring show? Something like that. It was a spring show. So you were there all summer, and I came in. Yeah, but before right box in. office, I was a box office seller. I, would, I did a marketing internship there. I'd been there for a little bit, just not in the capacity. I was like, who is this long-haired guy coming in here? That's right. Trying to tell me what to do now. That's right. Yeah, we talked about this here a few episodes ago. Huh? And, um, he just will not, you know, he will not let the Alabama waterfall open. He keeps it dammed <laughs> up. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I'm happy, like right now is a point where I honestly last night looked at it and went, you know what, maybe I don't get a haircut, but I know two weeks from now I'll be like, well, screw this, I gotta get a haircut, so I'm just doing it now. I've, I've been through it too many times. Do you miss that 98 hairdo, or 97? I do, I do but then I think, God, do I want to be the 52-year-old dude who's got long hair? No. Do you not been to Iron Maiden concert lately? Well, I know, but I don't want to be that dude. Everything in its own time. Yeah, I've gotten rid of all my denim jackets, but it wouldn't look right. You know, it, um, Laura, who works at Victory Theater, asked me about a package deal with Skid Row, Warren, and um, Winger. And I just, I, that long hair, yeah, it, it's going to be there that night. Oh, yeah. It'll, yeah, it's around. I don't shame anybody for it. It's a good look. It's just not for me. Not anymore. No. It served its purpose. Yep. Are We're, you still... With the system there, with Roberts? I know Roberts is gone now. No, I'm, I work for a promoter now. Okay. Yeah. Well, when I first started working there and I had my the office. System. I don't like that. <laughs> Mickey immediately was kind of a very forward. Um, he was a ticket seller going to college. He's going to University of Southern Indiana. He's very forward that day, the first day I was there. Started asking me questions about my life, who I was. It's very aggressive. And... <laughs> Were you, did you feel threatened? I just like try to feel you out exactly who this person was. And while he's doing all that, he's like leaning, he's like got both his hands on my desk, leaning forward like a supervisor. Um, I'm sitting down and I'm, you know, answering his questions. Todd comes into the room, comes up behind Mickey and starts dry humping him on the, the backside of his jeans. And this is day one. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> this is what, this is what this is going to be. This is how this environment's going to be. That's 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 good. I, now I understand 
you know the looseness that's yes. that's going to follow here. So ever since then, you know, we've been we've been friends, and um, we finally got a chance to come over and visit Mickey's uh, new cafe. Uh, got a lot of culture here, a lot of character. I mean, there's books everywhere. There's mirrors everywhere. There's Don Quixote. I gotta go. I gotta ask you up front. Don Quixote has been a big part. As long as I remember, it's been a big part of your life. What is it with Don Quixote? Well, we we had a humanities class at USI, and uh, I didn't read it because it's a thousand-page book. <laughs> um, and so just did the cliff notes. But I just fell in love with his character. And I think what would sum it up would be his whole thing was they talked about madness and what was mad was that people would see life as it is instead of how it should be. So it's always been an inspiration to fight for like what I want the world to be instead of just accepting what the world is around me. I love it. That's good. I've never asked you that question. I've always wanted to. 25 years later. Yeah. It, took, it took a quarter century, but we got it out of them. Um, all right, so graduate USI, hung out for a little bit in the band. You recorded a couple albums. Yeah, with you two, we did. Uh, we started Chucklehead uh, towards the end of my mm-hmm. tenure at Roberts. Released a couple singles, um, Angry Dwarves and Bart the Buddhist Chihuahua, or the two singles. Mega that hit Bart the Buddhist Chihuahua. Didn't chart, no. but we did release them. And moved out to California. I was trying to remember, you were in Northern California first? Or were you in the 2000, Valley? 2000, moved to the Valley in Sacramento. Um, was there for about a year and then moved up to Northern California, Humboldt County. Humboldt County, that's it. Yeah. And um, stayed there for a couple of years and then moved down to San Francisco for the next seven years. Roughly. That's when I came out to visit. Yeah, we did. We took a... Took a trip I'll never forget, you know, immediately out of San Francisco and up into the Redwoods and past Mount Shasta and Didn't you come out another time? Did we go to Yosemite? Was that a separate trip? Because I know we went to Yosemite, too. Yes. Yeah, twice. That's right. Yeah, the first one, that one was the A's game, and the second one was the Giants game. I I told Jimmy to come out dressed between... 60 degrees and 100 degrees, and he comes in, it's late July, yeah. with shorts on, it's 55 degrees in San Francisco, it was freezing. and he's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yes. It's July. <laughs> right. I never forget that, and I was like, this is how it is, but we cross the bay to Oakland, go to the baseball game, it's 85 and we get sunburned. Oh, that's, so, half of your face was yeah. sunburned, half so, of it, because the angle we were sitting. It's just the Bay Area weather. Yeah, it, it's I've never seen anything like that before. I mean, I, you know, I worked at Yellowstone, but you're seven thousand feet in the air. You yeah. expect that. I wasn't expecting it in California. You know, I was, you know, I was expecting Beach Boys music being everywhere. And Southern California and Northern California, totally different, different playing totally fields. Different. Yeah. All right. So from San Francisco, where are we going in your timeline? Uh, we came back. We moved to Louisville and tried it out for a second. And moved to Chicago, and which you came up. Uh, I was telling Chicago about was that. about six months, maybe. And, That's it. Uh, six. That. Oh wow! Um, but Jimmy drove all the way up. How you doing, ma'am? Um, Jimmy came all the way up Chicago with his pickup truck and 
packed on Friday me up night. on Friday night and drove right back. Big storm. There's rain, and there's a we're trying to tarp everything down, and it was just blowing around. And it I was, was like, screw it, I don't care. Two thirty in the morning, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's just straight line winds. You know, in northern Indiana, it's pretty flat. But yeah, yeah I left uh, work at five o'clock and dropped you off at. I guess your mom's house, right? Probably so. And then ended up coming back here, back to Louisville then for a couple years and then moved back out to Northern California. What year would that have been when you left Louisville to go back out to 11, Northern California? 2011. 2011, okay. So, and then, so that's when I started, just on a whim, started selling books online um, and then did that for like a year or two and then dreamt of having my own store. So that's kind of leading us to present day. Yeah, you, you uh, got your own store, let's say, what was that, 13, 14, Michielte? You moved up. back to Louisville in 13, and then um, about a year later in August, September of 14, we opened Michielte, um over in Louisville, and it's named uh, after Don Quixote, as we talked about. It's a portmanteau. Of Mickey and Quixote, yeah. so it's Mickey Hote, and I had that with uh, a couple buddies over there. And that went all the way up till the pandemic hit. Yeah, and through so we closed. Um, was it last year? Yeah, twenty one. <laughs> so we about seven years we were there. Oh, you almost got out of it. Uh, the pandemic. <laughs> it was still going on. Yeah, we got through the the worst year, the bad year, the first year, 2020, and then um, we opened this in June of 21, and okay. then we closed Mickeyote in the end of July of 21. Okay, so you had about, eh, what would that be, about 14, no wait, about 16 months, dealing with the, when the pandemic hit to when you closed? Yeah. Yeah, that's better than most uh, mm-hmm. local shops, that's for sure. Yeah, I think it would still been, if I hadn't done this shop, I think that would still been going. It was a matter of running two businesses and me being pulled away from from Mikiote, exhausted it to do this one. So it's kind of like make the hard choice, you know. So, so. what, um, let's talk about the premise of this shop, okay. current day. Now, what brought... Um, brought you into getting Mickey's going here in New Albany? Well, going back to March of 2020, um, there was a woman that I was interested in, and then... A woman? She started showing some interest, or we were both kind of... I think we were both trying to connect and both thought the other person wasn't interested. Isn't it funny how that happens? And uh, yeah, I never know. I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever interested, but she was. And then uh, we had a date. March eleventh was our first date, and Look at uh, you. It went really well. It's really nice. And Where was it at? Uh, she came over for dinner. What'd you make? Uh, I made a pasta. Uh, I believe a shrimp pasta, maybe. It's a little dangerous, you know, saucy stuff, you know, it can splatter. Yeah. Is that your special? Not a sauce, but like a butter or garlic sauce. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Now, is that your, like, number one dish? No, I was just, uh, that's what I was making for dinner, and then we were talking on the phone, I was like, do you want shrimp or chicken? 
Okay. And so. Yeah, because you never know. She might be allergic to yeah, shellfish. Yeah, so you never know. Yeah. Um, so we did that, and then March 16th, so the following Monday, I think it was, yep. um, Governor Bashir in Kentucky started shutting down for because of COVID. Yeah. So I closed up shop. Um, like everybody. For right. a couple months at that point. Uh, and then, so we're in the just meeting, midst of the pandemic, don't know what's going on. And we're like, well, do you want to try this out? You know, because you can't really date anymore. You can't go out or do anything. And we had a good feeling about each other. Um, so, yeah, we stayed here. And then I just kept spending more. She lives about four blocks from here. Or she did or does. Um, now I do, too. Um, but we ended up by, I think, August, moved in together over here. Okay. In New um, Albany. Yep. Yeah. And so we have a dog and a cat. And we were walking the dog a lot in the neighborhood and uh, saw this building for rent. And we're like, that could be fun, you know. Yeah. So we talked about it like six months and uh, finally pulled the trigger. And we were like, let's do this. So... That's now, what did your uh, partners think of that? Um, beginning with Mikiote, there were three partners. One left during that time, so there's just two of us. My okay. friend Jeff uh, Wessler, I believe. Yeah. You may have oh, yeah. met. I don't know. Um, yeah, he was there. I think he was there when I drove over to get my uh, bag of coffee for the GoFundMe. Okay. When you guys first got it. Oh, yeah. You guys had a GoFundMe for the expression oh, machine. Oh, yeah. One of those things, yeah. He uh, made the video, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> to Trevor did, it? was the other guy. Trevor was, Trevor okay. Decker, yeah. Yeah, you were the actor. And I said, I love the production, I love the narration, but the actor sucked. Uh, I thought they could have got a better actor. That was us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. No, but uh, Jeff <laughs> Jeff did not want to do another shop. And so so I knew I couldn't do another Mikiote just because of that was our shop. Out of respect. Yeah. And so a lot of people would call Mikiote Mickey's because they couldn't say it, the word Mikiote. Yeah, I had to it's, ask you before we started. Yeah. It, it, it's a funny looking word. Well, you put the MC on there. It's and there's like X in there and it just well, the, throws yeah. everybody out. There's a Q. And the U, and it's, it's, yeah, it's a whole there's mess. a lot of. It's a, it's a struggle. So we're like. It's like Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. He says, English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? (laughs) Do you speak it? (laughs) Uh, So he didn't want to do another one, so I was like, we'll just do Mickey's. So Kate and I started making our plan to make up the shop here. Nice. All right, so July, and we had the one-year anniversary. How'd that go, the big party? There was over 600 people showed up for a party. Uh, in this place? Yeah. What's the capacity? 40. <laughs> right. <But> we, uh, <laughs> we closed down the street uh, on the side of the shop, and then we have an open lot on the other side. And so we had... <clears throat> excuse Did me. the police know you shut down the street? Yeah, the city told me I couldn't yeah, do they it. Yeah, came, they came by and told me you shouldn't have done it. Yeah. <laughs> right. They said you can't do that. But we, well, homemade signs on sawhorses, street closed. <laughs> drive around <laughs> no we we were given permission finally to to close the street down so we just asked a lot of um, local businesses and nonprofits, and everyone had tables out 
uh, it was just like a big street party street festival yeah. and kind of celebrate not only our anniversary, but uh, just the new Albany. So it sounds like you're really into the social thread here. I'm yeah. a part of it. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of Sometimes the, I'm not into it. An official Chamber of Commerce member? Uh, right? I'm not uh, sure. How would you describe I have a little clout. Well, yeah, I mean, you get a local so. shop, you get, you know, you get connections, right? You, you think you, you get to know each other. In office. I will not, no. Okay. Maybe as a puppet. If Kate wanted me to be her <laughs> right, puppet yeah. government, then maybe. Okay. That would make um, sense. She's the brains behind all gotcha. that. So. Uh, yeah, where's she at? No. She's in Minnesota on a work trip. Work trip, okay. Can I ask what? You can, yeah. Your she, occupation uh, is? She uh, started and is the director of Hoosier Action, which is a non- nonprofit here in Indiana. And they work um, pretty much everywhere, like between getting a stop sign put, you know, in your town up to fighting for health care, uh, closing maternity streets, leaves, like closing that. streets. Um, is it... Uh, <clears throat> Does she work hand in hand with the government, or is this? She a, does, yeah. So okay. during legislative session, they'll talk to different uh, politicians up there and try to sway. Like they want to, they would like to see the bill passed. Um, we'll kind of fight for the people, hear the people's voice, and is see it, what they want, and then try to. Is help it a like branch of government, or is it like a lobby situation? Um, it would. Her organization definitely yeah. be more in the lobby field lobby, than okay. uh, not. It's not a state appointed anything, and they're not always happy to see them. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, as mostly, when so, it comes to most lobbyists, right? But they get some, they've had some, some wins, and so just. What was the biggest win or the toughest fight for her, you think, since that, you've met her? Well, she had done that since I met her, or. Or but that she's talked about, I guess. Well, one thing before was um, she worked in Minnesota for a long time uh, doing organizing, and they fought to get the $15 hour minimum wage. Okay. Uh, she was part of that to get that passed. So, Statewide? Yeah. So, oh, wow. Um, so she just brought her experience in that. And then after the um, 2016 election, she wanted to come home and have, like, a organizing commitment or, you know. So this is her to hometown? Yeah. She grew up in Bloomington, and then her family goes back five generations in New Albany. Okay. Uh, her grandpa, Pat, was uh, the first pediatrician in Floyd County. Um, so, and his artwork is uh, hung up throughout the shop. He's a doctor and an artist. Yeah. Really? So, a lot of art in the family there. Kate's a really good artist. Her mom's a really good artist. Uh, okay. Was he a part of the the founding? I, I read that the oldest high school in Indiana is in New Albany. I didn't know that. And I don't know if he had anything to do with, uh, <laughs> do with that, but <laughs> he was the first... Uh, pediatrician there and there's yeah. a house a historic house uh, downtown called the Hess house after uh, Dr. Hess or Grandpa Hess well, I saw you're at the corner of Benson's and Culbertson mm-hmm. and there's a Culbertson house mm-hmm. Culbertson That's Mansion Mansion yeah what's the story behind that I don't know a lot I should I should know I, I saw a few things it's about a beautiful home the Italian uh, Victorian style architecture it's grand it's it's, you guys should stop by and see that on your yeah. on your way out. Todd, I read that at one time, like ninety percent of the richest people that lived in Indiana lived in New Albany. There was that much. There was that much industry going on. This is, and this is where it's at. 
there's a row of like just really nice houses, mansions, okay. somewhere in town. Yeah. That's just beautiful houses where mm-hmm. they all live, right next to each other. Main and Market Street, and those are the the two down, going towards downtown. Okay. Fancy part of town, huh? That's nice. Yeah, it's not bad here though. You got I saw you had a White Castle and the rallies and a tattoo place <laughs> yeah. and a pharmacy all right in the four corners. It's a little, yeah, it's something. <laughs> Well, the the main thing is that you don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to commute. Yeah, so, I, I right. some would argue we're in a food desert, but um, some people in the city don't think so. So we've had to have some arguments about that. But I mean, at least still, we have our rallies. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I gotta ask. Right. I, I gotta ask. You still don't own a car, right? I do own a car. You do have a car. I do. Okay, because you went a long time without one, right? Out in San Francisco. Yeah, I you don't, don't really need a car out there um, right. too much. Yeah, um, but I was maybe ten years or more. Okay. Without a car. All right. Nice we don't. Aside. We don't. We don't talk much. Do you have a car? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. Todd doesn't have AC. I don't think that's what I gathered. I gotta get the Freon refreshed. Oh, it's a, a little Kia. charge. Yeah. Oh, it's a Those Kia. Before they, and Kias, you uh, know. Give me a little Kia Soul. Those All right, so fun, yeah, that's oh, great. Yeah, Mickey's Bookstore and Cafe. It's got four and a half stars on Yelp. That's pretty solid. Is it? It's four and a half stars. I don't. Yeah. Kate out of five. reads all those. I don't. Out of five, I don't know who would not like this place. It's not for everyone, you know. But it's rela- It's relaxing. It's got me changing my voice. It's so relaxing. It is very comforting in here. Uh, you know, it's got me going down an octave. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those smooth things. Jimmy, smooth Jimmy today. Todd, I've been doing all the talking. You got anything you to really ask, yeah, No, I mean, I'm soaking it up, dude. I'm just, yeah, you're doing a great job. You know, you're this is the first, first time Todd and Mickey's uh, seen each other. Guys, we're trying to figure it out. It feels, it's it's got to be 20 years. It's got to be 20 years. Since, uh, it just seems impossible, but I I mean, I don't remember. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm getting to that age where I think I'll talk to somebody I haven't talked to for a while, and I'll stop and think, and it's like, how long have I known this person? And it's like, ridiculous. I mean, it seems like, oh, I've known them five, six years. And it's like, no, I've known them 30 years. <laughs> Holy shit. Time's funny. Yeah, it is. But so what's what's your day-to-day in this place? I mean, are you are you actively working the counter, doing stuff? Yeah, I work um, five, six days a week, probably. Okay. okay. We have, um, it's me and then uh, Emily and Mo, or our other two. Okay. Um, Mickey's people. And is this a like a take a book, leave a book situation, or what? what no, it? it's a bookstore. A lot of people have trouble <laughs> getting that. It's not the first time. Uh, I guess I mean we're the only bookstore in New Albany, so people oh, okay. come in and they're like, "Is this a library or something?" And right. um, but no, it's it's a bookstore. Okay. Uh, mostly yeah. used books. We have um, some new books by local authors that we carry. Okay. Um, and then standard cafe, coffee shop, baked goods. And I know I, s- I saw recently, maybe not recently, I don't know, time's funny, like I said, but didn't you have, like, you have speakers and musicians and different we have, things like um, that? Yeah, we, once a month we have an open mic night, so it's open mostly poetry, but we have some people on acoustic guitars mm-hmm. playing some original indoor covers, um, essays and stuff, so... Those have been really great, and I mean, it ranges from an eleven-year-old learning the uh, violin to seven-year-old 
pissed off old white guy, you know. So it's a nice range of people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it it all works, and everyone's really supportive, and they're all surprisingly really good. That's um, cool. Um, that's been really one of the best things, um, to me at least. Like, And we average... I think the most we've had would be like 35 to 40 people come, and then lowest maybe 25, so somewhere right. in that range. So. That's a pretty good range. Yeah, we just clear out a lot of the tables and move some shelves around and just have open right. floor seating across, kind of like the Victory Theater, uh, if you can imagine, and then... All right, yeah, uh, gotcha. Something like that. Yeah, so, you know, it's a good place to come and... I don't know, it's relaxed, really. It seems like everybody just comes in and reads and enjoys a quiet space. Um, people yeah. I, uh, people that live here, you know, within a few blocks of here, you, how far people come? <clears throat> um, people are still coming from Louisville, from our other shop. We still have, like, loyal customers from That's our other good. shop that come. Okay. Uh, and then a lot of new faces, you know, from the neighborhood and surrounding areas, like uh, even down up from, like, Silver Hills and Floyd's Knobs okay. up a little bit farther up. Um, they'll come down. Um, now, you've had people from other countries visit. I saw someone posted that next time I'm in the country, I'm going to come by and see ah. you on Facebook. Yeah, I, I don't really pay much attention to... Facebook, social media? If I have to answer someone, you know, I will, but... So who are we talking to on Facebook if we make a comment and they respond? It's me. It is you? I will respond to questions, but I don't necessarily see all the comments. Okay. Are you just Facebook, or are you Instagram on other... Instagram, or... I'm kind of... What's your main... Instagram's easier for me to look at. Instagram? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can find us at uh, Mickey's Uptown. Mickey's Uptown. That's what I was trying to get to. How, how, how do people find you when they're we, in it? The shop is called Mickey's. It's not called Mickey's Uptown, but that's just our handle. And this neighborhood is called Uptown in New Albany. Well, Mickey's probably taken by Mickey yeah. Mouse. Yeah, or Mantle. Or Mantle, right. Yeah. Or Rooney. Donald. Runa. Yeah. Tony yeah. Basil. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so what are we moving on to next, Todd? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, if we're, if we're going to get into the music thing, I mean, we've talked about Mickey before. I did that Smashing Pumpkin song, and, and Mickey, famously, to me anyway, has always been the Billy Gorgon doppel- doppelganger. So I think we mentioned him on, on that one. <laughs> and so it's, you know, and he does, he does a great Billy Corgan, too. I wish, I wish we had the room to let him open up his pipes and throw something out. He had a guitar. Did you bring a, little, a guitar? No, I didn't bring a guitar. But I thought sure it would be a guitar in here. I'm a little, yeah, that is a little shocking. Maybe an acapella. <laughs> three, three stars, no guitar. Yeah, I'm getting on you up tonight. <laughs> yep. I mean, okay. yeah, book, sure, but, you know, we should invite more channels to of artistic expression. That's what I'm going to put on there. I'm just afraid that we'd have a lot more people yeah. we don't want playing it. Oh, you know, then, that's, that's true. So, yeah. let's opening up a whole... Yeah. Can of worms, is that what you say? Talk amongst yourselves. I'm eating this delicious <laughs> How's Mickey's. That cookie? It is fantastic. That's from our uh, Viking Hat Bakery uh, here in town. <clears throat> Viking Very great Hat? people. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a Thor theme? Yeah, going badassery on? is their, their slogan. All right. They are, they're badass. It packs a lot of chips. <clears throat> yeah, that's great. Do you notice, do you taste that bourbon? The bourbon soaked. Chocolate chips in that? I don't taste any bourbon. Okay. It's not 
I can't distinguish it's the subtle. bourbon in it. I can't imagine bourbon being in a cookie, though. It's on the label. You want to look at it. Gotcha. It's just, is that a Kentucky thing, I guess? Or, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just tore open and got into it. He wasn't worried about what was on the label. <laughs> okay. All right. So, you just want to get into a song? Yeah, we can. Anything left? Uh, I got now. Have you guys talked about Chucklehead ever on your we, podcast? We, we actually a put bit. We put then, a song on and the YouTube channel. We put a song on the. We, have we started one. a YouTube channel and yeah. put a song on there. What was it? Uh, sometimes we watch you sleep. I don't think we've we've not gotten too deep in the catalog. We've, well, we've, we've, we've never it. released those songs. Yeah, they've never been issued. Yeah, because if we tried doing carrying on Chucklehead, kind of like you remember when. There was a Doors album without Jim Morrison. It was, um, we were proceeding <laughs> like that. Other Voices, I think, was the name was of it. It was just me and Tommy. Was, just okay. me and Jim, yeah. Okay. There, there was no that. replacement. Okay. Yeah, we were trying to continue on. <laughs> Who is this guy? So, but it got so complicated because of just the way we are. Yeah. He just got over, overproduced. It was just track after track after track. And we just like, we listened to it back and we were like, yes, we're finally done. And we were just like, God, this is dark. Yeah. This is like very dark. Yeah. Why are it's, we so why are we so angry? Yeah, it's, it's like it has to be Mickey. Mickey's not here. Yeah. So we didn't release it. I think that was the beauty of Chocolate is how raw it was. It was just like take Yo, yeah. We can make it work. Yeah. And so it was just raw and honest and you're not just manipulating it by Correct. overproducing it. It was so much easier. <laughs> And it's yeah. a lot less time yeah. to... But. A lot of one, two, three, go. <clears throat> Sounds great. Next. <laughs> Not what we had to go through. But, yeah. yeah, that was one of those songs. Sometimes you watch you sleep. It was a... Uh, I don't even remember. Was it a Halloween thing we were talking about it? I can't remember. Really soon Halloween of 2020. And it was a... That bass line. I came up with the bass line. You told me I was stealing it from Concrete Blonde. So, oh, yeah. Bloodletting. yeah, yeah. I didn't never. I never knew that song existed until you pointed it out, and I was like, "That's wow. amazing to me." Yeah, I, I never knew. Was, yeah. I knew Joey. I knew some right. Joey, but I wasn't like a follower of Concrete mm-hmm. Blonde. But mm-hmm. yeah, it sounded just like Is that bass line. Joey, the guy that could, that gave her what the other, her husband couldn't give him. Is that that no, song? that's hard. Um, you know oh, that's all hard. I want to do is make love to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought Joey was the. No, Joey was like, Joey, yes. baby, don't be angry. Um, this, um, There's a lot of that that goes on. So we wrote a song about, oh, I know what it was. What was the magazine? There was a magazine that had like these old retro oh, stuffed like animals. Stuff. Like toys. Yeah. Toy animals. It was stuff. And in the back. Stuff magazine. At the back it would have like a stuffed animal and then an enough looking stuffed animal and then it would have some caption that would just be com- like a there would be a a blue bunny rabbit stuffed animal just look as sweet and soft as could be and at the bottom it would say I think it's kicking in. <laughs> and one said another stuffed animal said um, I want to feel your I want to Fill your mouth with spiders. Yes. So we're, our lyrics are <laughs> based on these pictures. Yeah. About sleeping in your bed and realizing these dolls are all around you coming alive. And, uh, and not, not even really coming alive, just watching you. Just watching you sleep. No, no, because one of them, remember. Well, yeah. One of them said, don't worry, it'll all be over soon. Yeah. Whispered it in his ear. Yeah. It was 
Yeah, it was this a good Halloween song. This is all pretty song. dark. Yeah, it was just, that's just an example of <laughs> the okay. crap that's we were coming up we with. Were on, man. Well, I mean, we did it in the wintertime. It was always dark outside. Yeah. It was up in your up in the attic and attic, studio. Yeah. It gets really dark early in Evansville in the winter, too. Oh, 5 o'clock. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was not a ray of sunshine that ever came in when we were recording. No. So, yeah, so that's an unreleased album that you weren't a part of. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why we're talking about it. Why did we even bring it up? I don't know why. No, I started now I'm here. angry. Now you're angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness alright so anyway for this special occasion I had to go back and pick a song that was a honestly it was a huge influence on my desire to want to play guitar mm-hmm. and write songs okay. um, actually it's an entire al- album that is uh, fantastic but if I had to pick one song I could pick any song there's like I don't know if they're all songs. There's like 25 tracks on this album, and not all of them are songs. But if I had to pick a free bird, Stairway to Heaven, that kind of encompasses what's great about the album, it's definitely the song. It's the album I'm talking about. So 1994 stereopathetic soul manure, and the song is Satan Gave Me a Taco, and the artist is Beck. This album was released on the date given was February 10th, 1994. Would you like to hear what the top songs in the nation were uh, the week that this um, album came out? Yeah, sure. right. let's hear it. All right, so at number 10, we got Shoop, Shoop Badoop, nice, Shoop nice. Badoop, you know, Salt and Pepper. At number 9, Please Forgive Me by Brian Adams. I'm not singing that he one. He was still going in 94? Was that the... 94, February 10, 94. 94. Please oh. Forgive Me by Brian mm-hmm. Adams. Number 8, are you going to say something? I was going to say, is that the Three Musketeer one? But I answered my own question in my head, so it's not. Okay. Uh, number eight, another ballad with the song Again by Janet Jackson. Uh, no testosterone in that. Uh, number seven, I Said I Love You, But I Lied. The Hard Truth coming from Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Michael 94. Bolton. Yeah, 94. Number six, All That She Wants Is Another Baby by Sweden's own Ace of Ace. Yeah, Ace of ah. Ace. Nice. And can you guess what kept all that she wants is another baby out of the number five spot? No. What? Another Ace of Base song. What? I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. This is their year then. It was their year. I always, when I hear Ace of Base, I always think of that South Park episode when they found a, found a man from 1994. And he was like caught, he was sort of like frozen in time. And he like be thawed or something, or went through a time warp, and so to to keep him from being confused, they keep him. They put him in a room with like movie posters from that year, and they were playing Ace of Base music to kind of keep <laughs> get him comfortable, thinking he was still in his current time. Okay. Uh, the first part of that reminded me. Do you remember the unfrozen caveman lawyer on Saturday Night Live, Phil Hartman? Uh, Jeez, I, I know what you're talking about. He yeah. comes out and then he goes to law school. But he's yeah. like, I'm just a caveman. Your your world frightens me. <laughs> All right, number four, the asthmatic anthem from Tony Braxton, I Shall Never Breathe Again. Uh, top three uh, mm-hmm. songs that week, all 90s powerhouse divas, starting with, of course, Celine Dion and The Power of Love. Uh, number two is Hero by Mariah Carey. And Todd Dink, can you believe you named the number one song of the week? You just said it. Oh, God. Joey? 
All for Love by Rod Stewart, Brian Adams, and Sting. Uh, they sang a song together? You remember he, you just said The Three Musketeers. It was from The Three oh, Musketeers soundtrack. Like, I'm trying to make the connection. <laughs> I, know. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Yeah, starring it, starring the, the headliner on this movie was Charlie Sheen, Keith Sullivan, Chris O'Connell, Tim Curry, and Rebecca De Mornay. Okay. 1994. So this is the environment the Beck's album comes out into. And uh, I think that's what makes this album so great because it is... It is anti all that is unpolished is very raw it's everything mickey was talking about with the our band i what mickey wouldn't you say that this album was a big influence on how we wrote songs how we came up with songs i mean just yeah because i remember we had a hidden track on the first album on uh giggle box giggle box um we had a hidden <laughs> right. track with just noise and i remember i had a recording of our linguistics teacher at USI saying the Lord's Prayer in Old English, and I think that's looping through the whole noise track. Oh, but a lot of that, I think, probably came out of stereopathetic soul manure, just the noise and weirdness. Hidden anyway. tracks were a big deal in the 90s. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you just had to wait for it in the end, and sometimes, especially if you didn't know the album, whether they had a hidden right. track and just kind of waited it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like uh, the bonus scenes at the end of the yeah, movie it's like credits. Marvel movies mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah. It's it, waiting. Back in the '90s, CDs were doing that. Yeah, you name some other. There's, I can't think of another one. I know there's a few out there that had hidden tracks. Yeah. I'm trying to so think. this album you said come out in '94. Yes. When was um, his big album uh, with Loser? That been Mellow Gold. Mellow Gold. That was a year after. It was the year after. Then Odelay was ninety six. What about a foot, one foot in the grave? That would have been. Did that precede? Uh... He had one album before that, so it had to been. So, this it was is one foot in the grave. Then Stereopathetic or that opposite? Stereopathetic was the second album. Oh, okay, I always thought it was the first one, but. Yeah, one foot in the grave must have been the first one. Because it's a lot more polished, even though it's still pretty raw. One foot in the grave. It's just yeah. more. Um, it makes more sense, I guess. Yeah, this one is, you know, you were talking, what was the podcast you were listening to? And they were uh, talking your about... Your favorite band sucks. And they were ta- he was talking about Beck. A two-parter, yeah. Two, two episodes devoted to why Beck sucks. Do you remember why he said he thought Beck sucked? Uh, there was a lot of conversation based on just feeling like you have artists that are strange or odd or kind of off-center, if you will. And there was a lot of discussion on feeling like maybe his oddness is a bit too contrived and not natural. And it's more of a show than it is just being artsy and weird, quirky. Right. Does he think that from beginning to now, like his oh, whole career? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they went back and they, were, they played a clip from an interview he did with Thurston Moore from MTV, Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth. Yeah. Back in... The 90s, I think it was. Is and that the it's just interview? Weird. He pulled out, like, Thurston asked him a question, and he pulled out a cassette recorder or a tape player and hit play, and it was just a bunch of just weird noise, and that's how he answered the question. Yeah, he was on some of the, the, the night talk show circuits, and they brought up, you know, I always hear that you're difficult to interview. Yeah. Because he's just kind of in his own yeah. world. So a lot of it is just based on... He was essentially a pop star in that time, but 
trying to be an anti-pop star to the point where it just felt fake was their perspective of it. I don't know, Mickey, what do you think of that? Uh, think he's trying to agree or disagree? I don't know. I mean, if I... Let's say Chuckle got big, I would have messed whoa, with... Whoa, the, whoa, whoa. What do you mean, let's say? Well, have we? <laughs> Is there something you guys aren't a, telling me? There's, a, I don't, there's <laughs> a huge underground... Do you guys owe me some royalties? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Todd, shut up, Todd. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would mess with the public like that, too, and I wouldn't want to be bothered. Like, yeah, I guess. But you have to promote your material. It's just part of the industry, right? Yeah. Well, what if I told you this? Uh, I, I did some research in the back. His grandpa was a part of a um, like an artistic underground movement in L.A., okay. It's the same movement that Yoko Ono was a part of, as far as uh, uh, it was a Lexus movement. Mm-hmm. Saw her in an airport in Charlotte. Yoko? You did? Yep. Was she uh, have an entourage? No, I'm just sitting there waiting for a flight. Pretty sure it was her. It looked like her. But it, it, Beck <laughs> always said that, you know, his his grandpa was a influence on him because right. it taught him that you can just... You can do whatever you want, mm-hmm. as long as it's creative, as long he, as it's a surprise. He grew up pretty well to do, though, didn't he? Like he had. He's living out in L.A. I, I, they talk a lot about he's family. really big and in Scientology. I don't know if that's true. That's or where, not. like, that information album was yes. supposed to be all about, like him getting yeah. into it, and then to some people, his music sharply declined after that. But. You think it was because he was in the Scientology that turned a lot of people yeah. off? I think, it, I don't know, the sound changed because he went from like Sex Laws, which is, I think, a lot of fun. And then even, um, what's the one with Duero, that album? But then after that, it just, to me, tanked, and that's around that time. The fun was gone. I've heard he's not into it anymore, but. Yeah, well, that was, that's what I can never get tired of this particular album because this, the tracks themselves are just fantastic. It's, it's all fun. I mean, we did a cover of Putting It Down. I'm pretty sure it did. Yep. At one point, uh, it must have been without me too. <laughs> no, <clears throat> no, that was. I, th- I think you were involved because God, I want to think that was about. There was a time you drew a drawing of like a van down by the river or something. It could have been a picture of me living in a da- van down by the I river. I think that's. It yeah. was like a self-drawn. It was around that time, but I remember putting it down. Maybe we didn't record. Maybe I just listened to it a couple times. And that's what I got in my head. I remember going through the motions of it. I remember Mickey singing it. It was just two chords. I think it was C and F. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just back and forth. It was. I think I sung on that. Maybe Mickey was gone Maybe, by then. I don't know. But, you know, other songs on this album, um, Watch Out Son, I Got a Taser Gun. You know, he, he, he had a neighbor. And it was actually based on a true story. He told, I saw him do an interview talking about two guys that would just get loaded on whiskey and would fight. They actually, he said one night they got into one of the one of the guys got kicked out. It wondered their you know boyfriend's relationship. Right, kicked him out. There was like a metal door, like it's to protect anyone from breaking into the main door. Yeah, and he had an he found an axe and was like taking an axe to this metal door, trying to chop it down to get back in. And so his boyfriend leaves the apartment with an axe, and they get into an axe fight. And, you know, the ambulance had to get involved. There's blood everywhere. It was the inspiration for, you know, this uh, taser gun. Huh. Um, 
there's a song called Rowboat. Uh, the interesting story there was uh, he, in an interview, he said that he was at the Pal- Palladium, and it was like a house country band. This is in L.A. LA. Right. I think it was the Palladium. It was a house country band, and he really got, he really dug the steel lap guitar in this country band. And he got to know the musician, and he asked him, he was in the middle of making this album, he asked him to come down to the studio uh, to lay something down on the, on the track. So he agreed to, and Beck was to pick him up, come pick him up, get his equipment, come back to the studio, and he realized he didn't have a song for him to really play a steel lap guitar on. So like 20 minutes before he's supposed to get in the car, go get him, he, he writes a song, Rowboat. Writes it right there. Um, that's the only song with the steel lap guitar. He opened up for Johnny Cash uh, at one point uh, after that the album came out. Johnny said in the interview that you know I was sitting on the side, you know, listening to him. Beck is a huge fan of Appalachian music. He loves the Carter family. He loves Jimmy Rogers. Right. There's a Jimmy Rogers song in this album. I never knew who Jimmy Rogers was. Until this album came out, hmm. I had to had to research it because it didn't seem like something he would come up with. Uh, waiting for a train song. Yeah. Did, did yeah. Johnny Cash cover Robo? He did. He There's did on the American, American album. Is that yeah. American Recording, the second oh. album? I mean, that that's what I was getting into. He said I really loved what his Appalachian stuff, and uh, but I really loved the song Rowboat. He dug that and he asked him if he could record that on the upcoming nice album with Rick Rubin. To get have Johnny asked to play your song. Yeah, yeah, and he's just you know he's running, he's just playing coffee shops at the time. You know <laughs> he wasn't really uh, as big as he would get to be. Um, what else was I going to say about this album? I love how he every track is something completely different. It just goes from one thing to another. The 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 surprise is every track is a new surprise and that's the one thing about songwriting that I dug why I, I really got into it was because as long as you're keeping people guessing they're, they're going to tune in well here's the thing I've I have never I've never been a Beck fan I don't get it and I don't know what I'm missing and why I don't get it but what is it about and, and you can speak specifically for this record or any of the catalog but what is what is the thing like if I hear whatever if there's a song I like there's something about it it hits me emotionally there's a guitar riff I dig there's whatever the reason is I've never had that with anything Beck's done but what is it that resonates with you what's the hook what's the what what is it about I just I don't know I don't get it and it's not everybody doesn't have to like everything, and I'm and I'm fine with that. But I'm curious as to is there one thing that you don't like, like voice or tempo, or is there it, you know like Bob Dylan voice is like I yeah. get it, but his voice is terrible. Like, is there something like that with Beck? I don't know if I can put my finger on anything. It just it's, it's, it's not ever spoke to me. Can I tell you why what, I what fell in love with this? What about Beck speaks to you? We're both kids of the 80s. Yes. We grew up on ACDC, Van Halen, Ozzy, Black Sabbath. To me, they were musicians with incredible talent that was unobtainable. All I could do was just adore what they did. Okay. It was just like, they're from outer space. Okay. When I heard, when Mickey played this album for me, it taught me that it's not so much your 
musicianship, mm-hmm. but the ability to tell a story that keeps you engaged okay. with wanting to hear it. He is, I think Beck is an incredible storyteller. His stories are fantastic. These are kind of the things, like when you're sitting around in a room just chit-chatting, drinking a beer, passing one around. These are kind of stories you want to hear. I, I feel like I'm just sitting there and he's just playing these songs and I'm enjoying it, having a good time okay. on just a boring afternoon. There's not, there's, you know, I don't have to hear eruption here. I don't have to hear Iron Man. Right. You know, this is just, we're just sitting down and chilling and he's telling it's, these great stories. And I can understand because like, that's what that Ray Wiley Hubbard. Yeah. Those songs. Same idea. It, it, to me, it's like I'm sitting on the porch with Grandpa and he's telling stories or whatever. I get, I get that. It's, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've never, it's, what about you, Mickey? Is that kind of the same for you? Is yeah. Your and I've never been like an aspiring musician where maybe you two were when you were younger or, or still are. But um, It wasn't your background. The, you know, yeah, Van Halen's just, first album was not an inspiration for you? No. My, where is my... Well, my first cassette tape's David Lee Roth, The Edelman Smile. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, no wonder you two get along. by Dire Straits and uh, Tears for Fears, songs from the big chair. So more mellow mainstream than, right? Than you, other than I don't know how David got in. <laughs> my first tapes, I think the album cover was you cool. You saw the Yankee Rose so, video? How yeah. Do you not? I mean, come on. Um, but Becca was just fun. I didn't hear him until Loser came out, and it was like, uh, it's fine, Poppy. But then, <clears throat> excuse me, listen to Mellow Gold. Um, the rest of the album is really different, not so mainstream, and I just thought it was fun. Um, and it wasn't like... It was different than like Nirvana or Pearl Jam or the other grunge coming out. Like It was its own little... So would it be fair thing. to say the attraction is because it's not in the norm? It's. I think so. It's and like me being, yeah, 18, I was looking for not liking what everyone else was just the right. contrarian of sorts then so it was just but then Loser was so popular like but that's all people would listen to right so then getting into his other stuff and then really appreciating that and then I was like oh he has an earlier album so that's when I found like another One Foot in the gra- Grave and um, Stereopathetic so and then that part was just like this is fun and weird and okay. really liked it but I like his albums going on like up to nine, late nineties. But after that, for example, yeah, there's a song called "Cut in Half Blues." I, yeah, I knew I was in trouble. I knew she lost her head when she started bringing all those power tools to bed. I got the "Cut in Half Blues." <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just fun stuff, he, and he's being funny, but in the same, but he's so dry about it right. that. You know, that's what this makes it even better. Satan gave me a taco. Have you ever read the lyrics to this? I, so this particular song, when we started talking about doing this podcast, yeah, in 2020, mm-hmm. this was, I believe, the first song you brought up doing. And I think when we did the first episode, and I don't even remember which song you ended up doing, but it wasn't this. I was like, hmm, okay, I guess he changed his mind. Well, Little, Ri- little Richard oh, died. Little Rich- yeah, yeah, yeah. It changed my mind, because I had to do something for Little Richard. Right. So so this is a song that I've always kind of been waiting for. And so when we discussed coming to see Mickey, it was like, this. you better break this thing out. 
It's but, a long song, but I yeah. bet I could sing along to at least 80% of the lyrics. They yeah. just stuck with me. That All right, go. I need to sing along, <laughs> not... I mean, I'll clap. Does that help? Fighting gave me a tough one and made me real sick. The chicken was, was all raw and, and the grease was mighty thick. Rice was all rancid and, and the beans were so right here. hard. Oh, watch that drink. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I knew what I... I was trying to do it by memory. I say that. Aphids? Aphids. There was aphids on aphids the lettuce. Aphids on lettuce and I ate everyone. After, after I was, I was done, done, the salsa, salsa melted off my tongue. tongue. Pieces of tortilla got stuck in my throat. I think we're off on the... And the, like the radio it was off the internet. <laughs> Something's off here. Let's start... Um, and the stains on my clothes burned a hole through my coat. My stomach was a trembling. And I, and I broke, broke out in a rash. rash. I, was I was so dry and, dry and thirsty, and I didn't have no cash. So I went and found a hose, tore off all my clothes, turned on the water, and it shot right up my nose. Some old lady came along, and, and she, she thought, thought I was, was a freak. <laughs> so she beat me with a handbag. Till I could hardly speak. I was lying there naked. My body badly bruised. In a pool of my own blood, unconscious and confused. Well, the cops came and got me and threw me in their van. I woke up on the ceiling and I couldn't find my hand. Well, they took me to the judge's eyes a-glowing red. I lost the place. The courtroom was filled with witches and the dead. The sheriff was a hellhound with fangs and claws. The prisoners were tied up and chained to the walls. That's good. <laughs> well, 45 minutes later. I'm, I'm waiting for like a little crowd to start gathering. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Well, you know, we were. See, and that's what this does power the song. Anyway, the song goes on. You know, he's in this courtroom situation. Okay. And the judge decides. To you know, cut off his head. He's going to get executed. So they're setting up for the crime. Uh, public indecency. Because he tore off all his clothes. Because okay. the reaction he was having to eat okay. in the taco. Seems harsh. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. So he's. Stern judge. Right, they're setting up. They're setting up for the execution. Yep. He starts to realize. He starts looking around. There's like, um, like dry ice machines, smoke mm. machines, and there's guitar amplifiers. And then some, then a singer comes out and he's singing and he realizes he's in a rock video. Okay. So he joins the band and they go out on tour and, you know. They, made a lot of money. Made a lot of money and he's living a rock star life all of a sudden. So he goes from being in a courtroom to getting his head, sentenced to get his head cut off to being on tour. Yeah. But yeah. he's really okay. not in the courtroom. He's in a music video. It's a music video. Gotcha. All right. My, my thinking is that. He made Marijuana. a deal with the devil, like Robert Johnson. Okay. Because Satan gave him a taco. Satan said, okay, you want to be a rock star? Eat, eat, this ta- taco. <laughs> eat this taco. Eat this taco. He has this really bad reaction. Right. And the, the proper people come and get him, you know, because, I don't know, they wanted him in the, in the video. Sure. So he did such a great job. He joined this rock band. Okay. They go out on tour. They highly successful tour. He's a rock star now. Right. The band dies. He starts a solo career. Solo. 
He okay. goes solo. He wins all the awards. He drinks all the beer. Drinks all the beer. Right. Uh, you know, he makes out with the groupies. Starts fires backstage. I mean, he goes into detail of his rock star life. Smoking yes. all the heroin. <laughs> he passed out in manure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then, so, yeah. No, you finish it. And then, what else could he do? He opens up his own tacos, Dan. After after nice. achieving all of, all of his dreams. He uh, opens up a taco stand. Just What's, to smell the smell. Just to relive the glory days. Cooking with the devil. Frying down in hell. It's just an epic journey. It's sort of like Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, but yes. on a more, you know, crazy level. <laughs> okay. It's, 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 I will never get tired of this song. <laughs> so I then it's an incredible story. Minute, uh... so, so then it, it, it leads me to wonder then, did, uh, did Satan ever sell you a book? Is that how you ended up here? Well, <laughs> let's. Are you not supposed to talk about I'd pre- it? I prefer not to. <laughs> Hail Satan! <laughs> no, I agree. It's, it's going to turn to Rosemary's the, Baby. You better shut up. Premise, I think right here. The premise yeah. of the song that is interesting, and I can I can appreciate the escapism. Yeah. Oh my God. There it is. Rosemary's it's right over, baby. right over his left shoulder. Rosemary Fire 11. Baby. Right at the end. Everybody going to hell, Satan. <laughs> oh, Lord. What? <sighs> That's a good way to end this. Uh, talk about the song. But yeah, uh, Satan gave me Taco by Beck. Highly recommend it. I will it. say that as of the last checking, this is not on Spotify. So I will not be adding it to the oh, Spotify sure. playlist. Is it not? That album's I think this, not, and, this and that, album's not. I don't even think any Beck stuff's on Spotify. Oh, uh, that's not true. But Is it? They There are albums. There are I mean, old lays okay. got to be on Spotify. Yeah, okay. and they listen to Sex Laws. Well, There's I know I've like looked like for a, this one two years ago, and it's not on there. That was the album where he won the MTV Music Award when Van Halen had that reunion for five minutes with David Lee yes. Roth. He was the one. They, they came out to announce his award. Okay. Him, him winning and Dave was over there just being all cute and everything while Beck was trying That's to get his award what he does. And, and that made Eddie mad and he got in a fight and it was all over yeah that five minute reunion yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. so yeah let me know if it's on there Stereopathetic now. Soul Manure is not on there okay. but every other album but is. I understand that it is on YouTube Mellow Ghost yes. is 94 so was the same year? Release, same year. Okay. And then it's just one foot in the grave, two thousand nine. But I think it actually was earlier, no. and then they because we listened to that reissued on reissue. maybe, maybe in a different label. Remember or, when we drove to Minneapolis overnight? <laughs> we had we were playing that album on the CD so, player. Yeah, because two thousand that's impossible. So it's definitely maybe like ninety three, ninety five. Yeah. See, I love the early stuff, but he started getting into. The Odelay stuff, I, I tune, that's when I start tuning out. At Odelay? Yeah. This is, Try Midnight Vultures, because there's some... Midnight Vultures? It's a little bit dancey, but nicotine gravy. She looks so Israeli. Her <laughs> left eye is lazy. Nicotine and gravy. Miracles <laughs> amaze me. All right, next time we come over, you got to cover that. Yeah. What's uh, Now, is that the album? Because one of the things I mentioned is they did uh, he did an album with the Dust Brothers. Is that what this album is? Could be. I don't know the history. Because we talked about the Beastie Boys and the Paul's Boutique with the Dust Brothers. Yeah, that was a great and then, episode. And then we talked, and then that Beck, your favorite band, Sucks podcast talked about 
did an album with Beck, and then their next record was the Hanson Mbop. So they went from Beck to Hanson. Did you know his last name is Hanson? His real last name. Beck. Yeah. The Lost Brother? They asked him. Lost Uncle. Nephew? Well, somebody asked him if he was the fourth Hanson. Yeah. And he said, his response was, I was on Mount Fuji and I was meditating, and I found the ability to project the three Hanson boys out of my groin to the world. (laughs) Bop. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, the Hansons are projection yeah, from like Beck's growing. Have that as an answer. That'd be like Beck. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention, because I found this perspective interesting as well, is when it comes to Beck. One of the points they made was Jack White, White Stripes. Yeah. Was the quote unquote? I'm going to call it successful. Made it happen mm-hmm. version of what Beck was maybe trying to be. Because Jack White's got that quirkiness to him and writes the weird songs and this, that, and the other. He's got an interesting hairstyle, that's for sure. Do you think the Jack White way of songwriting and stuff, can can you see a correlation between the Beck? I call him the Beck, too, by the way. The Beck? The Beck, yes. Um, But can you... And I I see it. What they're saying about, you know, Jack White getting whatever quirkiness from... Like a Beck influence. I think Beck, to me personally, I think Beck's closer to Dylan than Jack. Really? Yeah, because Jack's more of a jam. He's he's a guitar player. Yes. He's a jammer. Yes. Beck, he's looking for artistic creativity. He's okay. every song's a new painting to gotcha. me. Yeah, it's just something completely different. Right. If you're looking at it from the from the this album that we're talking about today, mm-hmm. from that point of view, he's Everything's different. At Jack, I don't know. I could be wrong, but White Stripe seems like they're a, you know, hit singles, jam, heavy guitars, heavy drums. Okay. To I me. saw Jack White in the Rockin' Tours in a warehouse in East Berlin, and they just rocked it. Yeah. So hard, and like the album was fine, but hearing them live and just like it was oh, pure there's rock an energy and roll. With, there's an energy with live. Amazing, and we're like ten feet from the stage, and just. Piled in and just jumping around and really, really amazing. Uh, when was that time? Two thousand six, summer of six. What had you in Berlin? Uh, traveling with a friend and I. Best thing of that, I reunited with an exchange student from high school, Tanner oh, Carson's, and uh, nice. hadn't seen him. Found him on the internet. Um, hung out with him in Berlin and he was just showing us around and we just stumbled. And he's like, "Oh, they're playing. You want to go?" And so nice. we're like. So we yeah. saw like the last maybe half hour of it, but it was just sweaty, good rock and roll. All right. Yeah, and, and Becca said that he's his first love is always Appalachian music, but he came along at a time when that would be weird to play Appalachian music to you know teenagers. It'd be like, what the hell is going on here playing Carter family music? Right. So he's his background is more rootsy. Okay. Uh, Jack Black, I you know he's. Not Jack Black, Jack White. Jack White, <laughs> the opposite of <laughs> Black. Um, you know his his background's rock, I think. That Led Zeppelin, the okay. U two, the you know. Fair enough. Well, uh, what's coming up uh, this fall for the bookstore? Any 
Uh, well, right now we're working on creating a community exchange uh, out in our, our take, take empty a book, lot. Leave a book? Uh, no, it's close <laughs> to that, but box out quarter. But um, kind of think like a farmer's market, so we'll have some people selling produce um, okay. and local vendors, bakeries, some nonprofits. Uh, we're going to start doing that on Sundays uh, from 11 to 2 starting July 31st. Okay. Um, Out in front of this mural. Yeah, the beautiful mural. you got to talk by, about this mural. Uh, Carrie Johns, local artist. Uh, okay. Did that. She's done a few other murals. Um, really great woman. Did great that, was that there before you took it or so, you took over here? The city commissioned her to do it a few weeks after we opened, so it was just perfect timing. Is yeah. like we opened up, and then all right. of a sudden we get this giant sign, basically. Yeah, this beautiful art on the. That's how we knew building, where you so. were. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's very, and we didn't have a sign for the first four or six weeks we were open. It's like just look for the mural, you know. You don't so, need one with that. Yeah, yeah it's really stunning. Um, yeah. So we're it's a nice base, you know, background for the right. little market too. Um, we can't call it a farmer's market or a fair or anything like that. So we're going to call it a community exchange. Because you need a special farm. permit? We just, um, we were, uh, we asked to or have a farmer's market and they said no. So we're not going to have a farmer's market. We're going to have a community exchange. Gotcha. Yeah, legal jargon in the city, huh? And there's like, uh, Magritte did that painting, this is not a pipe. It's a painting of a pipe. So... There's always, always around there. Farmer's market. Now, New Albany does have a big fall festival. It's not uh, the Harvest the, Homecoming. That's, that's coming it. up in October. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's more downtown, and it's a lot of fun. Kind of like the. Um, it looks like a big deal. What is it in Evansville? The, the fall festival. Fall fest, similar yeah. to that. Just so it's just a bunch of uh, it's just not for profit vendor. food booths and. I got a parade. No rides, though. No There's, rides? Uh, no rides, okay. no. But, um, games? You got that duck pond game? You get, no, it's not like... Pick up and you get a prize. We don't really play number. games in this town. No. Serious. Very serious people. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> no, I don't recall you any get games. You out of here, Might sir. be bingo, but I don't even think there's bingo. It's just uh, well, crammed like three or four blocks of cotton candy and wood, live-edge wood. Things, you know. Well, they used to have rides before the flood, and then the flood came, and then people had to rethink it. Okay. Because you never know when the levee breaks around here. For sure. We are on the Ohio River, by the way. Yes, we are. Uh, yep. Okay. Well, uh, to keep up with Mickey and all the action I happening here, say, yeah, tell us, tell us where you are, where the. Where they can find you on the socials? Yeah. Is that or, where you're is Yeah, where we're you're here heading? in uh, New Albany, Indiana. Mickey's at 624 Vincent Street. Uh, find us on social media at Mickey's Uptown. You got some wonderful cold brew coffee. Yeah. We've been Good sitting here sipping on it. The chocolate chips are to die for. I've, been, I've gotten halfway through it in between talking. And really uh, appreciate you guys driving all the way over here for, for this. Yeah. It's overdue. It is, yeah. We've talked about this for a while. Yeah. I finally got a chance to get Todd out of the house. I, d- I did like when we walked in that the, the young lady behind the counter looked at us and went, are you the podcast people? <laughs> she knew. I waited here, and then the last minute I was like, oh, shoot, I need to let the dog out. Yeah. So I ran home, yeah. and then here you guys are. Now we're the ghost hunters. We're, we heard there was paranormal activity. Now I saw a video. Uh, there's a old leather factory 
that supposedly is haunted. There's a video of some ghost hunters going through this. Here in New Albany? Yeah, here in New Albany. Hmm. Something He said something was thrown at him inside while he was searching. So might be get out. Might be yeah. something to check out. Do you have any activity in here? It seems like an old. No. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're saying no Apparently. and she's saying yes. Oh, yeah, books have just fallen off the shelves before, out of nowhere. So we may have a little. Oh, yeah. Okay. There was one book in particular that I kept getting. What book is it? Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> I was going to say it's peeking behind you. What book was it? It was a book about a musician. That must have been a hint. It had to be a hint. Yeah. Wait, did you buy it? No, we moved it. I kept telling, it kept falling a few months ago. Yeah, I don't remember. It was anything. on display. Yeah. yeah. That crazy from the heat, David Lee Roth? Autobiography, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> the Native Americans had issues with his painting, well, face paint. That's such an epic album cover. That's a great yeah. Good stuff. Now right, you want to close it out, Todd? All right. Um, Someone's buzzing. Oh, I am. Uh-oh. That's, that's okay. We'll put it in time. in trouble. No. Toll-free call. DirecTV. Probably DirecTV again. Upgrade yeah. your streaming. Are you going to get some DirecTV? No, I'm off the DirecTV okay. now. I'm off all the subscription. I'm Well, not subscription. I'm, I stream everything now. So, yeah. They called from Lubbock, Texas. Yep. Was it Lubbock on the way over here? I they think called? Yeah, somewhere Texas. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but no, if you're uh, looking for something to do, head over to New Albany, check out Mickey's place. Uh, Jimmy gave the, the information and socials. And then for us, email us at every playlist tells a story at gmail.com. We got the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. And this song will not be on the Spotify playlist, but I will put on the post a link to YouTube. YouTube. Yep. yep. So I would like to get a picture of you two, if that's okay, and we nope. can um, show it on. Absolutely no. not. Nope. No. This just got weird. I was just, was, yeah, I think on the way out, <laughs> we're going to ask you to just do a picture of you, like, leaning seductively against the wall. <laughs> Here he goes with the camera. Get him, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, but no, we were going to. We'll get some photos of, of you outside in your place here in the mural and stuff. And, we got to get the mural, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. That's it. That's all I got. Thanks for thanks for letting us come over and hang out, man. Yeah, my this pleasure. This was fun. Yeah. Good seeing you, too. You, too. God, 20 years. Let's not let another 20. I, mean, it, it's I don't know if I have another 20. So. Yeah, I know. It's Yeah, it's questionable. Yeah. I'll be 71. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye.